Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. We are back for another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson, I'm the genius. Getting you ready, getting you set for your drafts coming up here in August, next couple couple weeks. We're really going to kind of get ramped up with training camp starting up with everybody kind of getting back in place. And if the NFL can get their situations going where they kind of are keeping their players safe and, they, and the players know that they're going to be kept safe, we're going to get football around the corner. I still think we're going to have football. I still think we're going to have some sort of a season. Don't know what it'll look like, but I think we're going to get it. But you didn't hear my view on that. You came to listen to this podcast about what I'm going to do for the quarterback position. That's right. Today's podcast is all about quarterbacks. Who do I like? Where do I like them? When am I going to take them? And who is going to finish out as the QB1 at season's end? That and much more on today's podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast and talk about the quarterbacks of the NFL for your drafts, how to dominate your leagues. If you're not following us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram, and we are at FansportsGenius on Twitter. Our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. And if you're not checked out our draft kit, Please give it a look. 1995 will get you set for your leagues, whether it be dynasty, redrafts, or whatever it is. Plenty of information, plenty of nuggets to help you dominate your draft on draft night. Helped a lot of people win their leagues last year. Let's do it again this year. So definitely give a look on our draft kit. 1995. We also have our mastermind chat. Um, weekly, monthly, full season packages available. And going back to the draft kit, if there is no season, if there is no um, season come September, full refund on that draft kit, 1995. So definitely there is no risk if you want to buy that draft kit. If there is no season, we'll get you your money back. Have no fears. But again, I do think we're going to have a season. I think we're going to have an NFL year. It's just going to be what kind of year it is. Going back to the Mastermind chat, uh, one-on-one access with yours truly, anything fantasy football related, it's via text message. You get, you get me in your back pocket, whether it be during your draft, whether it be during the season. You, you purchase our Mastermind chat, which comes in weekly, monthly, full-season packages. We're going to help you win those leagues. Uh, helped a lot of people last year from the people that, that got back to us. They enjoyed it. So hopefully we can do the same thing this year. Let's run it back and win those leagues in 2020. Today's podcast, like I talked about, we're going to talk about the quarterback position. Who do I think will finish the year as QB1? Who am I looking at as starting my drafts at this year um, at the quarterback position? What about the next tier behind the Mahomes and Lamar Jacksons? Who's going to be the, the cream of the crop of that next tier? Is any of the, the, the tier three players, can they possibly move up to the tier two? What do we do with Cam Newton in 2020? Will Jared Stidham become the starting quarterback like we originally thought come early in the offseason? Or will the Patriots signing Cam Newton put Stidham to the bench and make Cam Newton, the MVP of years past, become that top talent player again? I think he has a lot of chips on his shoulder that, that, that he wants to kind of show that he can still play. So I think Cam Newton's going to be an interesting player in a lot of drafts. What about the young guns in the league, the Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Sam Darnold? What about the rookie Joe Burrow? A lot of young talent coming into the league. Where do we view them in 2020? Where do we view them for dynasty leagues? That and much more. What about best and worst value in terms of my rankings and the consensus rankings? I'll kind of give you a handful of each where I'm higher on the consensus or where I'm lower on the consensus. 
And then we'll finish up with my MVP of the year, who I think is going to finish out as the MVP, and also give you a couple dark horse candidates for MVP at the quarterback position. If all things line up like they hopefully will, so a couple names that might uh, kind of surprise you on who I think might be able to kind of take home that MVP trophy, whether it be the NFL MVP or fantasy MVP. I'll give you my views of Dark Horse and who I actually think is going to win it this year um, if all said and done. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right on into talk about Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, pretty much the, the elite of the elite, the cream of the cream, the cream of the top the top dogs in the league, the top quarterbacks of the league. Who's going to finish out as the QB1? Who am I looking at taking as my QB1 if I'm looking at the quarterback position? Again, for my way of thinking, the quarterback position is a, is a position that I, like to, I usually like to wait on, especially in these single quarterback leagues. Uh, if you only start in one quarterback, I think those early picks are much more important to get your running backs and wide receivers set. That's why I like taking the value at quarterback. I think the, the quarterbacks between number 9, 10, 11, 12 is not that big of a difference on a weekly basis compared to the 3, 4, 5, 6 cut versions. Um, yes, you might get blown out of the water when you're playing against a Mahomes in his monster day or Lamar Jackson's monster day, but more than likely you're going to be playing that owner once or twice a year. It's just the rest of the year you're going to have to make sure. And, and, and even though those weeks that you, that you get those smash Mahomes, smash Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson spots, Hopefully you can beat him with your quarterback, your running backs, your wide receivers, your tight ends, maybe that you're spending those premier spots at there. It's just my way of thinking. I like using the the early picks at running back, wide receiver, and I like using later picks um, on the value of both quarterback and tight end. Just my way of thinking. One way is not right. One way is not wrong. It's just whatever way you feel comfortable doing. I can give you my ideas. You do what you do. I'll give you my view of, of the way I like going. Obviously, if you're in a double quarterback for this league or if you're in a super flex league, that changes things up. I think, in my opinion, if you're in the double quarterback or a super flex league, my, my opinion is the first four, maybe even five picks are quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks are much more important in those type of formats. I think the Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, the Dak Prescotts, the Deshaun Watsons, the Kyler Murrays um, are much more important in those kind of leagues than they are in the single quarterback league. Yes, they're very important in single quarterback leagues. Don't get me wrong. But it's all about how you prefer to draft. And my way of thinking for those single quarterback ways is getting my depth at running back and wide receiver. And especially in a year like this year here, we don't know what's going to happen with this virus, with coronavirus. Um, what is it going to do when, when, when a player tests positive? And we know it's going to happen. When a player does test positive, they're going to miss a couple of weeks. That's going to make those bench spots even more important. And maybe in years past, we have not used a backup spot for a Mahomes or a Jackson or even like a Dak Prescott in years past because we know that on a weekly basis, barring injury, they're going to get the job done. But I think with this kind of uncertainty this year, even if you have a Mahomes, even if you have a Lamar Jackson, I think you definitely still have to get a second quarterback just because we don't know what's going to happen. And we know players are going to test positive. We know players are going to miss time for this coronavirus. It's just going to happen. We just have to deal with it. And I think if, if you're you're in a league that um, is looking at maybe changing things. One thing that I like changing in my league is adding a couple bench spots for that purpose of adding roster spots just in case something does happen throughout the season. Not to say it's going to happen. Not to say it's definitely going to happen, but I think there is a very good chance that we're going to see some players test positive and miss time, and I want to make sure my teams are set with, with the depth, and that's why I'm going to be using early picks on running backs and wide receivers. So if I'm looking at Mahomes, I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, who do I think is going to finish out the year as the quarterback one? I think barring injury, barring um, both players playing 16 games, I have to give the edge to Patrick Mahomes. I just like the talent that he has there in the offense overall. 
Last year he missed time with injury. Um, Lamar Jackson had a phenomenal year. Yes, he did. Um, take nothing against Lamar Jackson. I think he is uh, by far the QB2 in my book. It's QB1, Patrick Mahomes, QB2, Lamar Jackson, and then it's the rest of the league in my opinion. But I think we're going to see a regression from Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens are going to want to have to – they're going to want to limit what he does running the ball. You don't want him to have the the running ability he had last year where he just takes off. I think the more time he spends in this league, the more experience he has. We've already seen since his rookie year he's become a better passer. And I think that's only going to happen each and every year. I think every year he comes into the league he's going to get better and better. If he can become a better pocket passer, I think it's going to happen. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. These players are going to be better and better as, as the years move along. And I just think that the Ravens are going to want to have to are going to want to limit what he does on the ground, and that's going to take away some of the points that Lamar Jackson got from a year ago, and uh, th- those those points are maybe going to go to a um, to a, another running back. But I also think that he's going to be able to also get more passing yards, passing touchdowns. But I just think if I'm looking at teams, I'm looking at what he can what he has on offense. Patrick Mahomes has the has the superior talent. Travis Kelsey. Um, you have Tyreek Hill. I think McCole Hardman is going to be a fantastic player this year. Clyde edwards Hilar this year is going to be a, a fantastic option out of the backfield. Still have Damian Williams. Still have Sammy Watkins. There's a lot of talent on this offense. And we know Mahomes is very smart with the, the way he throws the ball, different ways he throws the ball, gets it to different players. I just think this year we see Patrick Mahomes jump back into that quarterback one, followed by Lamar Jackson. So the next debate might be is, of the next tier, the Dak Prescotts, the Kyler Murrays, the Deshaun Watsons, the Russell Wilsons, of that next tier, who might be able to kind of push for that QB1, whether it be this year or next year, can they make that leap to that elite of the elites? And looking at the money that Patrick Mahomes got this offseason, you got to be, you got to think that a player like Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson, both players looking to kind of get their next payday soon, have to be licking their chops. That means, that means they're going to be wanting to put up monster stats in 2020. In my opinion, I have Deshaun Watson followed by Kyler Murray followed by Dak Prescott. That's my way of thinking, three, four, five. If you have Prescott over Murray over Watson, there's no way. I don't think there's a way of really losing these three spots here. I think those three players are the fantastic talent. We already know what Russell Wilson can do, so I'm going to be concentrating more on Prescott, Murray, and Watson. We already know what Russell Wilson is. We already know he's a very... He's a very good quarterback, um, puts up consistent numbers. But again, I think Seattle being more of a run-first team, I think that kind of takes away some of the upside of Russell Wilson. So I think I'm looking at Prescott, Murray, and Watson, kind of who I think is going to be taking that next leap. And I think for me, um, looking at a player like Dak Prescott, yes, I may have him lower on my rankings this year than Watson and Murray, but Dak Prescott, with the weapons he has on offense, already having Amari Cooper, already having Ezekiel Elliott, already having Michael Gallup, now he adds C.D. Uh, Lamb in the draft. We're also going to see Blake Jarwin at the tight end position kind of get more and more um, brought into the offense. And I think we're also going to see a lot more out of Tony Pollard out of the backfield, maybe split out as a, at a, as a, uh, uh, a slot receiver this year. Playing him and both, Eze- both him and Ezekiel Elliott together on the field just gives Dak Prescott that many more options. Fresh off his best season as a pro in 2019, uh, Dak had nearly 5,000 yards passing and 30 touchdowns with only 11 interceptions. Um, he could still get the job done on the ground, but he doesn't run the ball as much as, as Lamar Jackson does. But if he does kind of get in trouble and he does find an opening, we know that Dak Prescott can get you yards with his, we can get you points with his feet, with his legs as well. As a career, a three-to-one touchdown to interception rate ratio is a fantastic stat to have. That shows that he is very safe with the quarterback. Um, yes, he may have a, a bonehead play here and there where he throws the ball, 
but he's not going to do it multiple times. That 3-1 to touchdown internet interception ratio is proof of that. Nearly 16,000 passing yards in those four years, and we already talked about how stacked of an offense this has. So Dak Prescott has all the tools in the shed to get the job done. I think there is a very good chance that we're looking at Dak Prescott in the next couple years with the same likes of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson, who I think this year is kind of my number three heading into drafts. I just like what he um, – everybody's talking about the DeAndre Hopkins leaving the team. It's going gonna, it's gonna to leave a big hole on this offense. I kind of disagree with that situation. And, 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 again, it relies on health. It relies on the availability of his wide receivers. But I think with Will Fuller, we know he has a great connection with Deshaun Watson. The addition of Brandon – Brandon Cooks, excuse me. The addition of Brandon Cooks, I think, is another uh, player that kind of helps with what Deshaun Watson does on the offense. He can throw the deep ball. Both players are speed receivers. Both players are bomb threats. Um, Both players can get the job done. I think both players are very good talent. But, again, for both players, both uh, Fuller and um, Cooks, they both need to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, I think Deshaun Watson is going to – going to have the same kind of year he always does. And we also look at David Johnson, who came over in the trade for, for Hopkins, and they, are, they still have Duke, uh, Duke Johnson. I think both running backs out of the backfield are great pass catchers. So I think we're, we're not losing a whole lot out of Deshaun Watson, who over the last two years since that rookie year he was cut short to injury, he's had 3,800-plus yards passing and 26 touchdowns in both those years. So we know Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's not going to lose the talent that people thought by losing Watson. Yes, he loses a phenomenal player, a top three quarter uh, wide receiver in the league. But I think Cooks is not getting the respect he deserves. If he can stay healthy, he's a fantastic player. And I think Fuller, if he can stay healthy, is a, it, we know that he has a great chemistry with Watson. And then we, uh, we finish up with Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is the wild card of this situation. We just uh, coming, coming out of a rookie season, a great year for a team that wants to push the ball, wants to, have, wants to run plenty of plays on any given Sunday. 3,700 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, and he added another 500 yards rushing and four t- touchdowns as a rookie. We know he can get the job done. I'm a little worrisome about his size, um, especially if he runs the ball as much as he does, but if they can limit what he does running the ball and they can protect him in the pocket as a passer, I think the sky's the limit for him, and I, and I, and I think with the weapons he has there in Arizona, uh, we talked about Hopkins coming over from the um, Houston Texans. I think a rejuvenated Larry Fitzgerald, who seems to be kicking Father Time in the in the in the chin every time we think that Fitzgerald might be kind of losing a step, he comes back and he shows us that he still is Larry Fitzgerald. Um, stat I saw about the number of drops he has in the NFL career is, is ridiculous. The guy has been one of the best. He'll go down as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL history. And I think a rejuvenated with this young quarterback, and we know they have Christian Kirk. Um, we know they have Kenyon Drake. Um, there's a lot of talent there in this offense. I think Kyler Murray is going to benefit from that talent. If they can get better play out of the offensive line, which is a little shaky, uh, not a little, a lot shaky, I think Kyler Murray, if he can get help from that offensive line, he's in for a phenomenal top maybe three year this year for the Arizona Cardinals. But for my way of thinking and for drafts, I have it Watson over Murray over Prescott, but I don't think you can go wrong with any one of those three. And again, you can even throw Russell Wilson there, but I have Russell Wilson just slightly below those three just because he plays on a run-first offense. And the ceiling for Wilson is kind of not as high as it would be um, for some of the other players. What about the next tier of players? Maybe like we're looking at a Josh Allen, maybe or a Carson Wentz, or maybe even a Matthew Stafford coming back from his injury last year. Can they push for that top three or maybe top five quarterback? That means they're going to have to push out a Dak Prescott, a Kyler Murray, a Deshaun Watson, or even like a Mahomes or a Jackson. I think all three have their cases that can be made, but I also, all, I also think that all three play, 
players have their negatives as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Josh Allen needs to be a little more accurate with the ball. We know he can, we can, he can throw the ball, the deep ball, with the best of them. He has one of the best arms in the league. But I think his erratic, I think with his uh, lack of, of uh, accuracy, kind of affects him at times. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy for an entire season. If he can stay healthy for an entire season, I think he is easily can put up a top three, top five season, especially with the added weapons that they have there in offense. Um, right now... I think Matthew Stafford coming into the year, if he is healthy, we know what he can do on, a, on, on any given year. Last year, I think he missed half the year. But if Stafford can play, stay healthy with that defense giving up points, with the offense they have, with a couple of premier uh, wide receivers, I think Stafford can and has had the ability to put those top three, top five stats up. Josh Allen brings in a new weapon in Stephon Diggs. Already has John Brown. Uh, Carson Wentz, we talked about him with all the weapons on offense. Uh, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. I think those three are going to be uh, the favorites of him. We don't know what's going to happen with Alshon Jeffrey. Might start the year on the PUP list. That might open things up for Deshaun Jackson if he can stay healthy. And we don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Rager once he can learn the offense, once he knows that he is the, uh, the player that he drafted at the rookie. Um, I think he's going to be able to kind of help Wentz get more of an option. But I think we're going to see a big year out of the, 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 the running back, Miles Sanders, out of the backfield. And we know once um, w- when they seem to be losing players left and right, who does he rely on? Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a phenomenal, obviously, phenomenal t- tight end. And right now we're seeing Zach Ertz kind of falling behind Mark Andrews. But if we do hear that Alshon Jeffrey is going to miss the first six games for that PUP list, I think you have to move Zach Ertz up ahead of Mark Andrews, in my opinion. And I think Wentz is going to benefit from that as well. Um, Matthew Stafford, we talked about the, the, the wide receiver duo that he has. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and then I think we're going to see TJ Hawkinson kind of pick his pace up and become that uh, talent that they, kind of, that they saw out of, out of the uh, – out of college at the tight end position. It usually takes tight ends a couple years to kind of get going in the league, and I think this year we might start to see Hawkinson become that, uh, that safety valve for Matthew Stafford. And if Stafford can stay healthy, I think he's in for a big year for what the Lions have to do just to kind of stay in games um, with that offense there in Detroit. If I have to pick one of those three, I think I'm leaning towards Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has all the tools. He's younger. He seems to be more healthier than Wentz is. He adds another weapon to Stephon Diggs. I think we're going to see more out of the tight end position. I think we're going to see more out of the, 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 the running back position out of the backfield. I think they were in for a big year for Josh Allen. And um, spoiler alert, you might hear a little more about Josh Allen a little later in the podcast today. What do we do about the quarterback position in New England? Um, start of the year, it was Jarrett Stenham. The Patriots loved him. They want to see what he can do as a quarterback of the future now that Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. But they signed Cam Newton to a, a, a ridiculous contract. All the other teams that passed on him, I think some of these teams are going to regret passing on Cam Newton. I think we're going to see a, a, a quarterback that has a, a big chip on his shoulder. I think he's in for a big year, and I think the Patriots signing Cam Newton is, is bad news if you're a Patriot hater, bad news, if you, bad news if you're the rest of the AFC. I think Bill Belichick can, wants to show that he is not uh, thrown in the towel once Tom Brady left. He wants to win. He wants to win now. He wants to continue to show what kind of team the Patriots are, what kind of, what kind of coach he is. And I think Cam Newton is in for a big year. I think a lot of teams are going to regret not signing Cam Newton. As a rookie, came in the year right away, 4,000-plus yards, 21 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Go back to his MVP-type year, 3,800-plus yards and 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, along with 600-plus yards rushing and another 10 touchdowns as a quarterback. 45 total touchdowns that MVP-type year when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Denver Broncos. That's right, I'm a Bronco fan, so i got to get that plug in there for the Broncos. 
But that showed what kind of player he is on the football field. When he's healthy, Cam Newton is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, no questions asked. A healthy Cam Newton can push for a top five quarterback this year if he's healthy because of that chip on his shoulder because of what he's going to want to do in that offense. That makes me love a Nikhil Harry, makes me love James White. A lot of players there in that offense, if Cam Newton is healthy, that I want to have a piece of, especially in maybe best ball leagues. For his NFL career, over 29,000 passing yards, 182 yards <clears throat> passing, 182 touchdown passes, along with another 4,800 yards rushing and 58 total touchdowns in his NFL career. Six of those nine years, over 500 yards rushing, which means he is a very mobile quarterback, which is kind of this downfall why he maybe has gotten injured over the last couple of years and why he didn't play much last year, why he's not a Panther anymore, because his body's gotten beaten. But if he can stay healthy, we know Cam Newton can get the job done, and I think he's going to stay healthy. I think he's going to be in for a big year. Cam Newton is one of my sleepers to kind of target that I think will be going later in drafts because people don't want to take a chance on him. What about Baker Mayfield's bounce back? Will he be able to bounce back from a rough 2019 campaign where everybody thought the Browns would kind of be the, the darlings of the league? They brought in Odell Beckham. They have Jarvis Landry. They have Kareem Hunt coming out of back to the suspension. They had Nick Chubb, a lot of talent on that offense. They had David Njoku. This year they bring back, they signed Austin Hooper along with all those other players. And now you don't have to worry about a Kareem Hunt uh, suspension. So you have him and you have Chubb together for the entire season. So does that make Baker Mayfield a player that we want to see um, uh, in in 2020 on your roster? I am not a Baker Mayfield fan. I don't. I, I am not a backer of him. I think he is not as great as as some people think. I I I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think Baker Mayfield is a good player, but I don't think he's one of the top tier quarterbacks in this league. There's plenty of other options I'd rather have in fantasy, in my opinion, over Baker Mayfield. What about the young group, the young guns of the league, the Daniel Jones, the Drew Locks, the Sam Darnolds, Garden Minshews, Dwayne Haskins? What about the rookies, Joe Burrow and Tua? A lot of talent coming in, into the league, a lot of uh, young talent that kind of we're hoping that might be able to kind of carry this league as, as it goes far. Starting off with Daniel Jones, I think Daniel Jones can make that next leap. <clears throat> If we talk about another position, and again, when I, when I go over wide receivers in the in, uh, next couple weeks, I'll be talking about them as well. But we don't know what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard. We don't know what's going to happen with um, Darius Slayton. Both players can be that wide receiver one. Both players, they can be that wide receiver 1A and 1B. I think there's a lot of talent in this offense. Evan Ingram coming back from injury. Uh, Saquon Barkley coming back from his injury. I think all the talent there is in for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I think, is in for a big year. And I think the Giants are going to be one of the sneaky offenses in the league in 2020. Another sneaky offense that I love this year. Yes, it may be my Bronco fandom coming out of me, but I think Drew Locke is in for a big year. I think I, I love what they've done on offense. I love what they did in the offseason, bringing in Melvin Gordon, drafting uh, – uh, Jerry Judy drafting KJ Hamler. There's a lot of talent in his offense. Already having Cortland Sutton. Already having Noah Noah Fant. Already having Philip Lindsay. A lot of talent in his offense. It's now all about uh, about Drew Locke. If Drew Locke can get the job done, this offense is going to be one of the better offenses in the league. If he can't get the job done, maybe the Broncos are looking for a different quarterback. My opinion is I think Drew Locke is going to get the job done. And spoiler alert again, I think we're going to have a little more talk about Drew Locke, Drew Locke a little later in the podcast today. Sam Darnold, he's about the only player that I'm looking at. I, I, I think the talent is there for Darnold, but I don't know if the talent around him is there. There, I, I think there's a very good chance we may see um, Le'Veon Bell kind of get moved to someone who's willing to take on that contract if the Jets kind of struggle early, and I think there's a very good chance that the Jets do struggle early. If he had more talent around him, I think I would be more of a fan of Darnold, but without the talent there in 
New York. I think Sam Darnold is kind of of that of this young core group. I think he's the bottom of of it in my opinion. Gardner Minshew, I think year two in Gardner Minshew, I think there was a mistake last year going away from Minshew once they saw that uh, Nick Foles was healthy. I think they should have stuck with Minshew. And I think that's why they kind of let the reins go to Minshew. And worst case scenario, if, if Minshew is not the answer for Jacksonville, they may get into the mix of the Trevor, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes because if Minshew is not the answer, this team could struggle and be one of the worst teams being in, the, in line for possibly Trevor, Minshew, uh, for Trevor Lawrence. Dwayne Haskins, I think Haskins is going to make a better leap this year as well. Um, love Terry McLaurin at the wide receiver position. I think he's in for a phenomenal year, and we know the chemistry is there between the two, playing college ball together, and then now obviously being with the Washington team as well. And finally, Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to make the Bengals a phenomenally better team. He's going to make the Joe Mixons, the A.J. Greens, the Tyler Boyds all better players. And I think Tyler, uh, AJ Green back is not going to hurt Tyler Boyd, and it can only help Sam. Dar- uh, only can help Joe Burrow um, get the job done as a rookie. But we know that rookies do have bumps and bruises. We know there's going to be bad games, but we also know there's going to be big games from Burrow as well. So I think as, as long as you can handle both situations, because there are going to be tough days, there's going to be good days. Um, as long as you can handle those kind of situations and kind of make it the right call, I think Burrow could have a decent year in 2020, even as a rookie, where we know rookies can struggle. Look at Peyton Manning's rookie year. He struggled mightily as a rookie and became a Hall of Fame two-time Super Bowl winner. Now going back to the rankings, um, my rankings compared to overall rankings, some of the players I'm looking at higher on in my rankings compared to other one else is Cam Newton, I have my QB 14, where overall he is QB 23. Drew Locke, talked plenty about Drew Locke, he's my QB 18, overall he's QB 24. And I think there's a very good chance that you could draft Locke as your backup quarterback, and you can even draft Cam Newton as your backup quarterback, and they can both become your starter by season's end. That's what kind of upside I think both players have. And I like Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew, if we go back to talking about um, – they could possibly be in line for a Trevor Lawrence type of sweepstakes. I think we're going to find out that Minshew is the answer there in Jacksonville. I think Minshew is going to be a better quarterback than most people think. Um, the swag of Minshew is going to be there for Jacksonville, and I think we are going to see that he is the starting quarterback for that team moving forward. I have him as a QB 22 with the top 20 upside, where the overall consensus is him as a QB 28. And if we look at some of the fades, some of the players I'm in lower on than most, most people are, Phillip Rivers, I have at QB 29, where overall he's at QB 22. I just think that his best years are well behind him. I think that, um, if we're, we're expecting Phillip Rivers from years past in, in Indianapolis, I think we're, we're mistaken. I think Indianapolis is going to realize that Phillip Rivers' best years are well behind him. Uh, Mr. Checkdown Rivers is QB 29 in my book. Baker Mayfield talked about he's QB 14 in a lot of people's rankings, but I have him as QB 19. Matt Ryan, a lot of people have him in the top 10. I have him at QB 12. And Tom Brady... Everybody thinks that we're going to see Tom Brady get back and be the best player that we saw in, in years past. Yes, he has two great wide receivers to throw to. Yes, he has Rob Gronkowski back. But last year, Tom Brady was not the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing on a, on a yearly basis. I think father time has finally hit Tom Brady. He's still, a, he's still a winner, still a great player. But I think if we're expecting elite Tom Brady, I think we're fooling ourselves. A lot of people have him as a top 10, top 11 quarterback. I have him more of a top 15, right around quarterback 15, 15 or 16 is where I have Tom Brady this year. And then finally, Kirk Cousins playing for a team that is a run-first option. No thank you. Everybody has him as a top 21 quarterback, which is going to give him as a backup quarterback. I have him more of a top 25, which means he is a avoid in my opinion. 
That'll do it for today's podcast. Um, oh, be, oh, no, no, hold on. Before we stop, I'm going to give you my dark horses and my MVP candidate. This year, I think you have to kind of give the MVP to Patrick Mahomes. I think if Mahomes stays healthy and does what he can do on the field, I think Mahomes is going to win his uh, another MVP. I think uh, the, the MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes this year. But a couple dark horses that I'm looking at. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen and Denver Bronco Drew Locke, I think, are two very deep dark horses. I think they have a very good chance of having a – uh, an elite type of year if all things line up for them. I think they can definitely be in the mix for a MVP type of year. Josh Allen, I think, is, is a player that I think definitely a lot of people need to keep an eye on. Being drafted as one of the middle-tier quarterbacks, I think, is a mistake. I think he's closer to the top, or, uh, the, the top half. I, I, he's not with the Watsons, Murrays, and Prescotts yet, but I definitely think he's on top of that tier of the Carson Wentz's, the Staffords, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers. I think he's above all of those players there, in my opinion. And I think for Drew Locke, it all, it all falls back on his shoulders. If Drew Locke can't get the job done, it's on Drew Locke. He has all the weapons on, the, on the, around them. He has phenomenal weapons on, at wide receiver, phenomenal weapons in the backfield as running backs, and he has one of the better young talent tight ends in the league. And there's a lot of depth there as well. The Broncos did everything they can do for him on offense. If they can get better line play, they, they brought in a, a guard. They signed a center that looks like to be the real deal. And I think we're going to get better play out of both tackles this year. So I think Drew Locke is a player that we need to kind of keep an eye on as well. Get him d- deep in your drafts, have a chance for possibly a starter down the road, and I think we can possibly look at Josh Allen and Drew Locke as sneaky options to possibly be MVPs of the 2020 season. And that will do it for today's podcast. If you haven't done so already, please give us a follow at FansportsGenius. That's our Twitter, at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. That's our Instagram. And it's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate their drafts on draft night. We also have packages available for our Mastermind Chat monthly, weekly, full season packages available. One-on-one access with yours truly via text messages um, regarding everything and anything fantasy football related. You can get it for your drafts where I can kind of get you set uh, leading up to your drafts. If you have a question that draft night, I will get back to you. How, how the uh, mastermind chat works is if you send me a question, I'll get back to you within 24 hours, but usually it's within an hour or two as long as it's within a reasonable hour. Join now. Get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. Have a great day. Be safe, and we will talk to you later when we're doing the running back part of getting you set for your drafts. Have a great day, and be safe.